Ethos. Has there ever been a precedented time? I mean, for all this talk of unprecedented times, remember 2008? It wasn't that long ago. Financial crisis, lots of people lost jobs, lost everything. One of those people was my guest today, Tim Wenders. You're not going to want to miss this. He was by all accounts successful, had multiple real estate companies, millions of dollars to his name, and then suddenly he was bankrupt and lost it all. I was hustle, hustle, hustle. I mean, I was proud of that. I mean, I would sleep minimally and it was kind of a big deal for me. I was probably in my mid-40s, thought I was about to retire. So that happened in 2008. We were in a big old house, resort community, Ritz-Carlton as a neighbor, all that kind of stuff. By 2013, we were homeless, living out of a Honda van and had less than $100 to my name. And for those five years, I was really not allowed to really put my hands to anything to apply any of the ideas I had because I needed to learn this term called living at rest. I'm Paul Goldsmith, a creative coach and entrepreneur, and you're listening to the Creative Coach Cast. Tim Wenders is a performance coach, author, and host of the Seek, Go, Create podcast. Tell me what you mean by Seek, Go, Create. What's the meaning behind that? There are three words that came to me in a very interesting, challenging time of my life. And uh, those words were Seek, Go, Create. There was one extra word now that was added. I think it was divine. It was a spiritual encounter that I had with my heavenly father. So later, years later, when we were naming a podcast, I had my branding person who happens to be my son. I'm saying, what name should we come up with? He goes, why not those three words that you used to use all the time? And it was kind of a mantra for you. I said, thank you, son. Brilliant idea. That works. And sometimes it's our kids that have the best ideas. I love it. What is a common theme that you hear from your guests about where they find inspiration for waking up every day and creating the things that they're inspired to create? One of the things we did when we were coming up on our 100th episode, we just kind of did a review of kind of where we were. I went back and listened to a boatload of episodes and kind of the underlying theme of everything we've done was the term redefine success. And then we added the words in leadership, business, and ministry, because that's really most people we have have some connection to one, if not all three of those areas. When you talk about creative, when you talk about creating, it appears as if People have two things that cause some real change and lead them to some form of creation or creativity. There's a focused, intense effort that we go through. That's where you and I come in with coaching and we try to do all that. But here's the challenge is that most people really make those changes when there's an external catalytic event. And so Mm. somewhere along the way, though, there's a redefining of who we are, what we're focused on. And usually it leads to some form of creation that did not exist prior to that happening. Wow, that's incredible. Let's unpack that for a minute. First of all, how do you define success? Daily seeking and walking in the assignment that my Heavenly Father has for me. I'll tell you that's very different than it was prior to 2008 and beyond that because I was a hard-charging business guy. I was a follower of Christ, but I was going after success, money, had three companies worth seven figures plus, and I felt like that was what I should do. But when I had to redefine and adjust what I was all about, I recognized that I needed to focus on what that assignment was. Now, here's the odd sidebar to it. Got more money and cash in the bank now today than I did prior, but I'm not thinking and pursuing about pursuing it as much. I'm just going about doing those daily, weekly, monthly, yearly things that I believe I'm created to do. And so by being created, I then in turn turn around and I create. 
So if I'm hearing you, success isn't defined in numbers in your bank account, but it's defined by actually pursuing what you feel you're called to do by God. Yeah. Calling and that is would be the word. seek part of seek, go, create. Yeah, because, you know, you could kind of go out and create. And listen, I was one of these guys in the 90s that I'd roll out of bed, have a business idea. You know, after the internet came along, I would be having a website and, you know, membership, all this stuff by two days later without really stopping to slow down. Now, some people need to speed up. I'm the type guy that I need to slow down. And so for me, you you nailed it. That seek part, for me, it's just a guide. I seek, listen, try to listen and connect. Then I go and take some action. And that leads to a creation that just kind of builds and grows in a way that I like it and enjoy it better than I used to. That really resonates with me. I've often thought that my personal theme song was the Alabama song. I'm in a hurry to get things done. I hear that playing. You mentioned you had multiple real estate companies worth seven figures. And then in 2008, something happened and now you live in an RV. And so tell us that story right there. (laughs) That's that catalytic event that I mentioned earlier that forced this guy who had been coaching for 20 years, leadership. I know all this stuff. But Paul, sometimes there's got to be something that wakes us, that gets our attention, that jolts us. 2008, we had built up three companies in real estate. Early on in the boom of the early 2000s, we were buying three, four, five houses a month. We then spun off a lead generation business that was nationwide. We then spun off a coaching business that was nationwide. All of those were seven figures plus. Valuations in 2008 for the real estate was over $15 million. And I was hustle, hustle, hustle. I mean, I was proud of that. I mean, I would sleep minimally and it was kind of a big deal for me. I was probably in my mid forties, thought I was about to retire. So that happened in 2008. We were in a big old house, resort community, Ritz-Carlton as a neighbor, all that kind of stuff. By 2013, we were homeless, living out of a Honda van and had less than a hundred dollars to my name. And for those five years, I was really not allowed. And I say it this way thinking that that might be the best way to explain it. I was not really allowed to really put my hands to anything to apply any of the ideas I had because I needed to learn this term called living at rest, living at peace. And that is when spirit, soul, and body is in alignment. And I'm just operating more in that way now. So We've been nomads ever since, spent a couple of years in Bible school, started having people call me up to do business with them, to coach them and work with them, get more revenue flowing in, more different sources, more now. And my wife and I did not increase our lifestyle. Somewhere along the way, we moved in an RV about two and a half, three years ago, and we're just nomads. We travel the country, not the world like we used to, but we travel the country in our RV. And I sit here at this Zoom like we're talking now, and I coach and work with executives and leadership teams. I'm definitely in alignment with what you're saying. In fact, I've been developing an app called Ethos, and it ties into exactly what you just described mind, body, soul, and want to curate podcasts and other content because we aren't just physical bodies. We have a mind and an intellect. Obviously, we, we know that there's something deeper than that that is beyond just our, our mind and our body, and it is our soul. And we're creative beings because I happen to believe, as you do, that we have a creator that made us creative. And to honor him, we create with our talents and our abilities and resources incredibly inspired by your story. As you talk to business executives, maybe somebody that isn't spiritual, how do you convey that to them as far as 
connecting the dots? Like, what is this all for? What are you creating with the purpose of? How do you make that connection? I just look for doorways to go in and work with. My, I primarily work with leaders and leadership teams. I go in and really all I'm doing is asking questions, trying to identify the problems, the issues, what's going on. I'm really a strategic guy. I'm an engineer. I'm an industrial engineer from Georgia Tech. So I have a real strategic streak that runs through me. And so I'm looking for areas that we can improve, get some quick hits, base hits, bunts, whatever, get on base, see some improvement. And then we start connecting the dots between how this fits big picture. I don't go in and say, hey, listen, let's let's look at some scripture. Let's talk some Bible stuff, whatever that even though it's real interesting, most of the people that bring me in, they know what my background is. But, you know, I've gone into Silicon Valley companies, I've gone into startups and man, they're just looking for a strategic person that can bring the marketing, the leadership, the communications all together, help their leadership team continue moving forward. And we do that. Now, one of the things that I do that's very important now that I never did 12, 15 years ago is I'm real big on, we've got to show love and compassion with all that we're doing. If we're not interacting with our business team, and, and I don't care which environment this is, and this message plays across any company organization. If we're not looking at our people, our customers, investors, anything like that, and treating them with love and compassion, then we're not doing it right. That's really kind of how I sprinkle in, I believe, what we're really all supposed to be doing, and that's really being a light wherever we go. How do you keep your peace? It sounds like you're successful again. You've built another business. How do you keep that from going to your head, and how do you stay grounded? I think the most valuable thing is that I make sure that I am rested physically and that I've got plenty of white space on my calendar. White space, thinking time, not packed in. I try to stay rested because we make poor decisions when we're fatigued. And then I have built in time to my calendar to pause, to think, to meditate, to listen. I mean, one of my things I did this morning a few hours ago is I've got this app that I could listen to scripture and I flipped on for 15 minutes and listened to the Sermon on the Mount. Powerful words there. And I just kind of sat, did some breathing, listened to it. And, you know, I I feel pretty jacked up for the day. If you go listen to that 15 minutes, which is about what it is being read, Sermon on the Mount, I can guarantee you, regardless of your faith or background, you're going to be going, wow, I'm kind of prepped. So that's kind of what I do. And I I just kind of have to remind myself that it's not about me. I, I was a pretty... This is my words, but I can go and say I was a pretty arrogant, selfish, probably not uncommon, like a lot of other business entrepreneurs heading into 2008. And uh, listen, I got my attention going through the rough times we did. I mean, it was brutal, ripped my guts out going through the financial challenges we went through. And I just purposed not necessarily to go never go back there like a Scarlett O'Hara as God is my witness. I'll never be poor again. I never wanted to be disconnected from my creator like that again. I wanted to be connected. I want to be you know, locked arm and, and saying, listen, every time I start something, I want your blessing. What would you say to someone who is in a job? Maybe it's at a big company or maybe it's a nonprofit or ministry. How do they approach this process where they want to be more creative? They want to have peace. Where would you suggest they start? I think the first thing is, is they probably need to reframe their thought process assume that you are right where you need to be. Assume that you're in that position or assignment. Now you may not be, I get it. I totally get it. But if you assume that, I think it's going to help the mindset and attitude. And then secondly, I think you find 
pockets of just quiet time during a break. I used to go out during my lunch hour when I worked corporate and I would sit in my car and just sit and think. And, and just if you're a praying type, say, Lord, what would you like me to create? Is, am I where I need to be now? And just start asking those questions. I can almost guarantee when you reframe that mindset that you're going to start see time open up. Man, be intentional with your time. Yeah. What do you hope is your, your legacy that people remember you for that you want people to take with you after an encounter, after a coaching session with you? That's a little bit of a loaded question because individual sessions have specific purpose and usually task and strategy. I think the bigger legacy question is what would I want someone that interacts with me for a longer period of time to say? My desire is for someone to say, you know what? That guy showed the love of God when we interacted with him. He was rough around the edges sometimes, but when it really came down to it, I could tell that he loved people. He loved himself and he loved God, not in that order, but anyway. And uh, I've got kind of a sub legacy with that. I've been writing some books lately, just finished up writing a novel. And part of the message of those novels is all wrapped up in what I just mentioned. What's your novel called? It's called Coach, (laughs) A Story of Success Redefined is the first novel, but there's a lot more that are following that. And so this first one is kind of really close to what I'm doing. It's a novel. I mean, it's fiction. So that's coming out soon, be, be out in the fall. Oh, that's great. Where can we find all of your stuff? Where can we find you online? Seek, go create any of the podcast platforms or seekgocreate.com. If you have any thoughts or questions about today's show, I would love to hear from you. Reach out on Twitter or Instagram. I'm at Paul J. Goldsmith, or you can send me a text to 559-574-3210. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time.